Welcome to Genius Leadership Podcast, where we discuss how to overcome everything as a leader. I'm your host, Anna Liebel, a mind shifter, helping male leaders in tech get out of the firefighting mode, become the proactive leaders they want to be, and enjoy the ride as they go. Join me every week for honest, insightful conversations with corporate, entrepreneurial, and academic leaders. We discuss their roller coaster ride of leading from their zone of genius and when they don't. If you find this show valuable, please subscribe and share it so that more of us can live a healthier and happier life. Now, let's get into the episode. Hey, Genius Leaders. Welcome to a very special episode that will potentially be very triggering for women, hopefully quite permission given for men, uncomfortable for both me as the speaker and you as the listener, but heck, we do need to do that, so let's go. So, 8th of March, International Women's Day. Two years ago, I announced that I will be focusing on working with men. And if you've been along with me enough, uh, long enough with me, then you will know the reasoning for that. But I actually am not sure I've ever properly talked about that here in, on my show. I did that in my content in the other media, uh, including uh, being a guest on different podcasts. But I'm not sure I've done it here. So I will explain why I did that shift from mainly willing to work with women to actually going the other way and mainly working with men. and. The observations that I've had in the past two years, listening to women in my network, both personally and professionally, and working with men and listening to them, of course. So just really want to open new ways of looking at the challenges that we are facing as society and exploring potential ways of finding solutions for those. I've taken a deep breath. I know... (laughs) (laughs) this will be turned against me sooner or later and I will piss some people off, but I just cannot keep silent. And the thing is, you know, that mind shifting, the thing that I do is not always rainbows and unicorns. And we do need to go through the discomfort to get out on the other side, feeling more confident, bringing better change and bigger impact to the world and to ourselves. So first and foremost, why did I shift on... To working on with men and why did I announce that on the 8th of March with which is the International Women's Day? I started focusing on working with leaders some month or half a year into accepting paying clients and on my own business. And I I'm so careful now with choosing words. I decided that I want to help female leaders in tech to thrive and be happy in their roles and provide the better results for the for the environment while staying sustainable for themselves. And I chose that focus is because a lot of uh, business coaches are teaching the best client for you is you yourself a couple of years back. And I was a female leader, project manager in tech industries back in my corporate time. So it felt quite natural to go that way. I knew the challenges, I knew the context, I knew uh, how to deal with certain situations and uh, problems that female leaders face in the work environment. But I wanted also to be paid by the companies so that not the female leaders themselves would invest in working with me, but their companies would do that, thus walking the talk that they really want to promote an inclusive environment and so on. So I started reaching out to decision makers in diverse companies that were interesting for me. And guess what? I was reaching out to men because most of the decision makers in the tech industry are men. 
So I would go on a call with them or I would have some conversations on LinkedIn and the, the, the direct messages there. And quite soon I would realize that I'm not talking about selling my services to them to invest into the female leaders within their organization, but I was talking to men about themselves. And you might roll your eyes right now if you're an a woman who's been suffering with men taking too much space around. And you're like, here we go. They take space even here in these conversations. But I saw it differently. I saw men who so badly wanted to change the narrative, wanted to be part of the positive shift in the society, who wanted to be more authentic, more vulnerable, but they had no clue how to do that. And they did not have any single space in the world in their environment, in their lives, where they would feel safe to explore and learn and make their mistakes on the journey. And that suddenly clicked. I am really good at providing the safe space for people to open up and to explore themselves, to say, I don't know, and to learn together. And here were all these men who were in the powerful positions, but couldn't use their power in the way that they would feel truly good for themselves, truly authentic to themselves, because the environment was not conductive to that, and they did not know how to break this vicious circle. And that's why I decided to shift my focus and work with men, because I saw how hungry they were for this experience of exploring themselves, of learning how to be more authentic and vulnerable. And I announced it on the, on the special date, very intentionally as well, just because this is my commitment to promoting equality and inclusion in the world. And I do believe that we need to be joining forces all together independently on the gender, background, ethnicity, whatever it is, to find solutions, to implement those solutions and integrate them so that the society truly changes. So what did I learn in this past two years? I'll first talk about the glass ceiling, as you see in the title of the episode, that I I state that glass ceilings nowadays are self-imposed, meaning women put them themselves. So if you don't know the term, glass ceiling refers to the career development challenges for women when they figuratively uh, climb this career ladder, um, getting higher in the, in the hierarchy of the organization, and suddenly they seemingly can't go to the next step, to the next level. And it looks like it should be open, but something prevents them from getting to the next step. And that is what glass ceiling is. And the discussion so far has been always about the, uh, that the society is not creating this space where women can climb higher and higher all, all the time. And at some point, at some level, the opportunities stop coming women's way and they just are distributed among men because of the uh, biases that we have, because of the networks that maybe men have access to and women don't, and so on and so forth. My observation and some insight for me was almost two years ago as well, when I talked to one of my friends who was uh, in the corporate a couple of years uh, older than me, so at that moment she was in her mid-30s, and she has climbed quite high, quite quickly in the organization, in a global organization with tens of thousands of employees globally. And suddenly she had this opportunity to be at the VP level. And she shared with me that she has been in those rooms with the discussions on the VP level in her current role, and she's seen what it means there, how the culture is, what kind of discussions it is, what kind of person you need to be to succeed there. And she said to me, I don't want to be part of that. I could. I could zip it up. I could come in there and play some role and be tougher and so on and so forth to fit in, quote unquote. But I don't want to. I could push an elbow and stuff like that. 
but I don't want to. I could also try to be my, like, stay true to myself and try to bring this change, but it will take too much of me. I still have my family. I want to have time for my hobbies. I want to nurture my relationships outside of work. And if I decide to embrace the challenge, that will all be compromised. And I don't want to compromise those things. And here she was in front of this fantastic opportunity, but unable to take that decision to say yes and enter that room because she didn't want to be part of that. And I had a couple of those conversations in different environments with different female friends and colleagues of mine uh, within a span of two weeks. And I'm just having goosebumps around my whole body right now because that was the moment for me when I realized the glass ceiling is self-imposed. We put that for ourselves these days as women because we want to protect us from what that next step would entail. Because we are aligned with ourselves, we know what we want or what we want to stand for, and entering those rooms and joining those tables would not be a good solution for that. Thus, we put those ceilings to protect ourselves from the de- that next step. And that hurt. That realization really hurt because I felt like everyone is losing on that. These fantastic women who have ambition, who have the passion, who have fantastic knowledge, would not be able to contribute with that to the companies they work for. Those rooms would never change because they didn't know what they didn't know. And they would keep being unhealthy environments and losing on business because of the blind spots within those rooms. And of course, the society loses as well, because women cannot be fulfilled and happy and aligned with themselves at the same time if we continue this way. So the other thing that I've learned in these two years by working with men is that so many men, as I mentioned before, do want to be part of this change, positive change. Yet it's a very emotionally charged topic. It's fantastic that we are allowed as women to talk so openly about what is going on and what is wrong right now. And there is a lot that is wrong right now in the world when it comes to gender equality. But somehow, by trying to talk about the inclusion, we excluded the men. Ironically, we are doing to the others what we are fighting against ourselves. And it comes from a good intention. It comes from passion. It comes from a lot of pain that women have experienced. But I think what we are not realizing right now is that we are scaring people off, scaring men off by trying to fight them with their own means. They have been fighting. It's their way of how they have built the whole men-dominated society. It was about fighting, elbowing, having win-lose situations. But the next shift should be towards win-win situation and not lose-win. We should not go from men win, women lose to men lose, women uh, win. We should go to everyone wins independently of where they are on the spectrum of gender and on, on the other background factors of theirs. And I do want to challenge you and think about it. Whenever you go to some gender equality events, talking about the, the issues that we have, trying to discuss solutions and so on, how many men do you see around? And I had uh, an interview with one of the first guests of, on, my, on my show, Gunnar Risting, who was the inspiration for me, my shift two years ago, who said that that's what I noticed. I was always one of the few men in the room when I wanted to learn about the gender equality and what we can do. And when he started talking around and asking uh, other men why are they not joining those events, the men would say, I'm afraid of going into that room. I'm afraid of being point, pointing, like pointed fingers at. I'm afraid to ask a dumb 
quote-unquote question and be hushed-hushed because I should not take space as a white, white man in this room that it was created for women, and so on and so forth. And that's why he created at NetLight the men-only lunches, where they would invite male employees, and over the lunch they would discuss the gender equality in a safe space where men felt like we're all on the same page and we can learn together. And I feel like that's something what we need to do to get better at, creating those safe spaces for men. It can be one-to-one. Find one man in your environment whom you want to see as an ambassador for gender equality. Have honest conversations in a safe space with that man. Be it your husband, your brother, your father, someone at your work, your mentor, whatever it is, your teacher. Have those conversations with them. Show them that you want to understand better how you can help them so that they can help the world to change to a better. I guarantee there are so many around us who walk and who really, really, really want to change, but they don't know where to go. They don't know whom to ask. They don't know how to not step on the fingers or on the toes of someone else or put salt in the open wound that so many women experience right now. So let's try to shift our minds and build this ambassador's network of men who understand how to be the agent of change, who understand how to practice being vulnerable, authentic, being themselves. Because I guarantee you, those alphas, quote-unquote, rooms, whether it's the uh, C-suite or it is the boardroom or whatever, the vast majority of men within there (laughs) do not want to be this way. They just never learned how to do it differently. And we can create a change. So if you're a woman, open up. Set up this challenge for yourself or this task for yourself to build an ambassador out of one man this month so that he can feel more confident showing up in those rooms. He, so that he can feel more confident to speak up when he sees inequalities and false actions and words in their environments. And if you're a man, reach out to someone. Open up. Look for that woman who can help you in a safe environment. Learn where you can practice. As I said, I am this woman for many of my clients. We need each other. I'm so fed up with this feeling when I come to the rooms full full of women, when I feel like the speakers are preaching to the choir. And I feel the sense of this, this vibe in the air about we and them. We women need to stand together and fight for our rights. We women naturally don't want to fight. We're great at other things. We're great at connecting with people. We can, we're great at feeling, at leading, at loving. Why do we need to fight? This is not our means. Let's build something together. Let's connect. Let's feel together. Let's love together instead of fighting. So I take a deep breath, breath again <laughs> before I stop this recording and send it to my editor. I do want to hear your thoughts on this. I had a discussion about this in a room full of women last week, and it was scary as hell to show up and talk about that. <laughs> but I did that. And there were several women who came to me directly then or even a week later and said that I've been thinking about it or it resonated so well, so much, and I've been thinking about it a lot, how we are really not, not making ourselves a favor ourselves or men. So I know that at least with some of you, it will resonate. Not with everyone. I know some of you will be too triggered with this and think, what the hell, Anna? And I'm fine with that. I just hope that we can find a common language. 
because I don't want to fight. I want to love. I want to spread that in the world instead of further separation and this we versus system feeling. So if you're there, join my club and let's love together and spread the goodness in this world and this change for the better, independently of which gender we are. Take care. And if you need to hear this from someone today, I hear you. I feel you. I see you. I truly believe that you're worth of love of the others and yourself. So go get that love. Talk to you later. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Genius Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button. Please rate, review, and share to help more people discover the show and become the better leaders. For more conversations about living in your zone of genius, connect with me on LinkedIn. Genius Leadership is an honors conversation about leading yourself and others, and it is my honor to be a guide in overcoming everything.